1: Your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Caspic, and on this show we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, Talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015 and I'm a lifelong fan. And coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about three things we learned this weekend as the Dodgers came into town and just brutalized the San Francisco Giants, sweeping the series and outscoring the Giants 19 to 9. So we'll talk about the three kind of major takeaways that I had. Number 1, being that the Dodgers put the Giants in their place. And that's kind of a like a play on words in a way. I'm not, I don't mean that as like the Giants are terrible and the Dodgers made them realize it. What I mean, I mean it literally is what I'm trying to say because what ended up happening with this weekend sweep was that the Giants moved into third place and the two teams ahead of them in the division are the Dodgers and the Padres. No surprise. So coming into the season, and even coming into the weekend, I would have told you with a high degree of confidence that that would be how the standings end up this season. I think it would have been super unrealistic to expect the Giants to win this division. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. Is it still possible after this sweep? Of course, it's still possible after this sweep. That's the thing about baseball is, you know, just because the Dodgers came into town and put a whooping on the Giants, it doesn't actually, we can't just say, okay, well, that's it. The Dodgers are so much better. Well, they are, but you know, like the Giants could have swept and it it doesn't, it's just three games at the end of the day. But what ended up happening was that things regressed as they should in a way. Giants are in third place, but not to worry. That's kind of the other thing about this. The Dodgers put the Giants in their place, but don't worry about it because at the end of the day, the Giants are still 28 and 19, and they still have a plus 47 run differential, which is third best in the league. This division is just nuts right now. San Diego's run differential is plus 75. They've won nine straight. The Dodgers' run differential is plus 72. They've won seven straight. Both of those records, I mean, the Padres' run differential has an expected win loss record of 32 and 15. And the Dodgers' run differential has an expected win loss record of 31 and 16. So those are just ridiculous figures. The Giants plus 47 has an expected win loss record of 29 and 18. So they're underperforming it by one. But what my point there is that that plus 47 is third best in the league. There's no team outside of the NL West that's even close to the run differential that the third place Giants have, let alone these plus 70 somethings for the Padres and Dodgers. The next closest team in the league is actually the Cubs at plus 16. And also worth pointing out that the Giants' record of 29 and 18 which has a 596 winning percentage, would be best in either of the other two divisions in the league. So I don't really care about how they got here. Like, the Giants could have swept the Dodgers to end up with these standings, and I would kind of feel the same about it as I do, given that the Dodgers swept the Giants. Like, plain and simple, at the end of the day, the Giants have the record that they have, They have the run differential that they have. And if I had told you when the season started that after, whatever, 47 games, this would be the Giants' record, these would be the Padres' and Dodgers' record, like, we would have all jumped at that and said, that's fantastic. And as it is, the Giants are still in a playoff position relatively comfortably at this point in time. But, you know, there's a very long way to go. There's like a hundred and whatever, 16, 15 games left. So, I don't know. Don't worry too much about it. That's kind of what I learned. The Dodgers put the Giants in their place, and that's okay. That place is what we should have expected. Don't read too much into individual games. Let's just look at the big picture, and the big picture picture remains a good one for the Giants. This is a tough part of the schedule, but let's keep in mind, too, They just swept the Cincinnati Reds in a four game series. So even when you go over the last seven games, the Giants are still four and three. So every win counts the same. Every loss counts the same. But Giants finally have a day off today after 11 straight games without an off day and a lot of travel. And also they're traveling today on their off day. And then they head to Arizona and back to play the Dodgers in a four game road series. So, you know, these games matter. And, We'll get you set for them coming up, but I want to just continue this conversation and talk about a couple other things that we learned over the weekend. Did you know that decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year? In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you can control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB to get started today. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for On Giants once a week. Yes, you'll have a chance to chat with me, and you might even be featured on the Lockdown Giants podcast through our Locker Room Conversations. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Ben Caspic to be notified when my room goes live. I'm planning to be live this week at some point during one of the games, so follow me on Locker Room and on Twitter to be notified. I can't wait to hear all of your thoughts so I'll see you there. Locker Room. Changing the way we talk sports. Alright, as promised, the second thing that we learned this weekend. For me, it was about the roster moves. In a mild surprise, Scott Kazmir was selected from AAA Sacramento, and he made the start on Saturday. Scott Kazmir, who hadn't pitched in a game since 2016, and that was with the Dodgers. So the Giants made this move because Logan Webb was placed on the injured list a few days ago, and that stinks. I mean, he, he was coming around, so updates on Logan Webb's shoulder are going to be something that we focus on as we get them. But for now, the Giants needed a starter, and they went with Scott Kazmir. I thought he threw the ball pretty darn well. He gave up a solo home run to Max Muncie, but that was it. Had a good changeup, and his fastball was up to ninety-four miles an hour. Kind of coasted in the low nineties, but you know, consistently hitting ninety-two, some ninety-threes and some ninety-fours. And then the changeup—he just has a real—he always has had a really good changeup, and he still does five years later. So, in a corresponding move, the Giants optioned Sam Selman to get Kazmir onto the major league roster, and then. They had to add Casimir to the 40-man roster, and they DFA'd Braden Bishop, who we had just talked about as you know the brother of Hunter Bishop, the Giants' first-round draft pick a couple years ago. And it was a nice feel-good story for like a week or less, and then the Giants DFA Brayden Bishop. But there's a chance he clears waivers, and then the Giants could outright him to the minor leagues. But it is just interesting that Scott Casimir is now on this roster. And I, w- I would anticipate, you know, because he's been added to the 40-man roster, that he is going to continue to be the guy who gets starts. He can't be optioned as someone who has that much major league experience. He has, yeah, 11-plus years of service time. But anyway, he went four innings and allowed just two hits, no walks, struck out Two. And then another move that the Giants made is that they added Nick Tropiano, someone that I know a lot of fans wanted to see on this roster pretty much from the get-go. And honestly, I can understand that, especially given the struggles they've had with right-handed relief pitching. So in a corresponding move, Camilo Duvall was optioned to the minors. I don't, I don't actually have pulled up what level he went to. Ah, Duval goes to Sacramento. So that makes sense. I mean, you're not going to go from the major leagues and then be optioned to, like, single A. So Duval goes to Sacramento. I continue to be optimistic about the future for for Camilo Duval, but he and Gregory Santos, that experiment, frankly, just did not work. So Tropiano has now already appeared in a couple of games. He pitched two innings the day Casimir started and went four. Casimir went four, and then Tropiano goes two, and he did allow three hits in those two innings, two runs, one earned, and a walk, and only got one strikeout. But then in yesterday's 11-5 to drubbing by the Dodgers, Tropiano went a scoreless inning. No hits, no walks, no runs, no strikeouts. So the bullpen remains in flux, and that's kind of the pitching in general with with the injury to Logan Webb and then the bullpen. I still think that they're searching for answers. Like, I don't know that Tropiano is going to be who fans want him to be. He had a really successful season with the Pirates in 2020, but as I've pointed out, a lot of that was driven by an unsustainable rate of stranding his own base runners. So the ERA was kind of a mirage in 2020. But at the at the same time, there were some really interesting trends that he picked up Uh, moving to a full-time relief role his strikeout rate jumped up significantly a lot of other interesting stuff going on so we'll see how it goes for the Giants he and Kazmir are guys who can kind of start or relieve they can piggyback they can be you know short starters like openers so they're they're interesting veteran names to add to this pitching mix a pitching mix that still despite getting destroyed by the Dodgers In this series, especially on Sunday, uh, Anthony DiScofani, by the way, going two and two-thirds and allowing 10 earned runs. Shockingly, amazingly, that only raised his earned run average to 3.54. That just goes to show you how great he was beforehand. And that's kind of what I was saying about the Dodgers putting the Giants in their place. Uh, They kind of regressed to where they should be. And same with uh, Anthony Discofani. He wasn't going to have a 2.02 ERA all season. So it just so happens the sequencing of, of his season so far is that it was great up until yesterday and then it was terrible yesterday. But on the whole, that 3.54 ERA looks about right for where we where he should be. So that's kind of the weirdness of baseball is that you know, it's not always, you're not always consistently, like, every start having an ERA of 3.5. You know, you're not going out there, whatever that comes out to, like three runs in seven and the third innings or something. But, you know, you're going to have some great, some terrible, but at the end of the day, that ERA looks pretty normal to me. So coming up next, I want to talk actually a little bit about Trevor Bauer being a new villain for the San Francisco Giants, but I also want to wrap up that discussion we were having about DeSclafani and look ahead to the upcoming schedule. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Alright, as promised, we're gonna talk about the third thing we learned this weekend. It is about Trevor Bauer for me being a new villain and a good villain. It's good to have someone to hate, and he's the new guy. And I want to talk about the antics on the mound for Bauer in his start on Friday. But first, I want to finish that discussion I was starting about Anthony Di Sclofani. Simply because, if we look at the Giants, despite getting roughed up and D Sclofani getting roughed up in that start, two and two-thirds, ten earned runs, just a crazy bad start for Di Sclafani. But still, the Giants' starting pitchers rank fourth in the major leagues in fangraphs wins above replacement. They rank third in the major leagues in starting pitcher ERA. So, you know, it's just one game. That's the thing is that they, they, there's been so much good that it can't be taken away by one series. But another point I just have to make. Imagine if this was the first series of the year. Imagine how people would be freaking out about the Giants. But as we have seen, we need a bigger sample to judge a baseball team. So we can't bury them for this, just like we can't over-celebrate when something good happens. At the end of the day, day, that's kind of my theme, is that we've had enough games that things are stabilizing and the Giants were due for some regression, frankly. Like, we shouldn't have expected them to be in first place. Their starting pitcher ERA was just ridiculously low and it wasn't going to last. I think I said on Friday or Thursday of last week that there was nowhere to go but down for the starters and for the team as a whole. So looking at Di numbers, it is incredible to me that it's only a 3.54 ERA. The expected ERA is 3.28. The fielding independent pitching is 3.58. Almost nails that 3.54 ERA. So things just normalized. And honestly, looking at Kevin Gosman and his 1.66 ERA, he's that's due to come up. He's not going to have a 1.66. It doesn't mean you expect a terrible outing for things to normalize. You really expect... like. If we say he's a true talent, like three and a half ERA pitcher, what you expect is three and a half ERA performances. But sometimes it just so happens that the way you get there is some great and some terrible. It just, you know, big enough sample, it's bound to happen from time to time. So anyway, I don't, I'm not really worried. And I know that that wasn't the point of this segment. I want to talk about Trevor Bauer. So Bauer... It was Giants fans' first look at Trevor Bauer. Unbelievably, he's never pitched against them, even when he was on the Diamondbacks. But, you know, it was to be expected. I knew that this was kind of how he goes about his business. But, you know, he's very demonstrative on the mound. He had a big strikeout, and he sheathed a sword. And then uh, when he was taken out of the game to loud boos, he cupped his ear as, like, mocking the crowd or, inviting the booze, and then he like raised his arms up to the sky, kind of basking in the glory of the booze. So that's just what Trevor Bauer's all about. He's gonna do that. That is his thing. He want he, the point of all that, he wants to make baseball more fun. And honestly, I have zero problem with any of it. Mike Kruko said weak when he sheathed the sword. And um I don't know. Mike Kruko's an old-school pitcher, so he, he's entitled to whatever opinions he wants. And he's obviously been doing this a long time. So no disrespect at all to Mike Kruko. He can say whatever he wants. But in my opinion, it's totally fine. And, and the thing about Bauer is he's he can take it too. Like if you hit a big home run and you want to throw your bat 50 feet in the air and bat flip it, he has no problem with that. If you want to do cartwheels around the bases... He has no problem with that. So if you want to shut him up, if you don't want his antics, then beat him. And the Giants could not. They were kind of taken to school by Trevor Bauer. He goes six and a third, 11 punch outs, four walks, no earned runs, two hits. So it lowered his ERA to 1.98. He's been phenomenal this season. And so Trevor Bauer's a good villain. Like if you hate him, that's good. I think it's good for the rivalry. It's good for the game. And, and it. You know, the, the kids probably enjoy it. I have no problem with it. And again, if you don't want him to do that, beat him. Beat him. Hit a big home run and flip your bat 50 feet in the air. That's the way to make him shut up. But as long as he's going to dominate you, there's really not a lot you can say about it, in my opinion. But anyway, like I, again, I don't have any problem with the Giants getting beat by him and, and Walker Bueller and, frankly, Julio Urias, too. Bueller and Bauer, I just need to point out, their four-seam fastballs are two of the best pitches in the game. Bauer's four-seam fastball is the best pitch in the game so far. Among the best pitches in the game are Kevin Gosman's fastball and splitter. So when we see Gosman pitch and he just does not get hurt on his fastball and his splitter, gets a ton of of swings and misses, we're used to that. Well, Dodgers fans are used to seeing that with Bauer and Bueller, especially with their four-seam fastballs. So the Giants, apparently there are a lot of people like concerned about the Giants swinging through and not doing damage with middle-middle fastballs from these guys, but nobody does anything with those pitches. I mean, they are dominant-dominant pitches in the game. Again, better than Gosman's splitter and fastball. So if you're going to expect the Giants to, to do damage against those pitches by the Dodgers, then do you expect... When Gosman throws a splitter that someone's going to mash it over the wall? No. So anyway, you just tip your cap. I mean, the Dodgers just showed. To me, I said coming into the year they might be a 110-win type of team, and I'm not coming off that too much. It's still early. They could still get there. So their little struggle for two weeks or whatever I I think was a total mirage, and they're just going to run away and get to 100-ish wins, and the Padres could be on their way to that also. So that's kind of the theme of the day for me. That's okay. Let those two teams win 100 games. It would be unfortunate if all you can hope for is the second wild card, but that's to be expected. Like we knew that coming into the year. So, anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Coming up tomorrow, we're either going to do a crossover with Millard Thomas of Locked On D backs or a mailbag. I haven't quite figured that out, but look out on Twitter for a prompt if it is going to be a mailbag. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspic, That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. So thank you in advance and thank you to everyone who's done so. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. So until then, we'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.